has it been recording this whole time? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, oops. <laughs> Love that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's been recording by Miss Kella. <clears throat> Did you ever watch Scooby-Doo as a kid? Oh, yeah. I used to love Scooby-Doo. Did you ever watch the live action? Uh, yes. You mean the cinematic, li- like, masterpiece? masterpiece known as a Scooby-Doo live action movie? Yeah. Uh, I, dude, that's one of the best movies ever made. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, Pulp Fiction who? <laughs> don't even. <laughs> I hate you. I hate guys who are like, my favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. You wouldn't get it. My- oh my God, shut up. My favorite thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Is that one, like, text conversation, I think, from, like, soft boys, whatever, that, like, at, like, the Instagram thing's called. And it's, like, uh, there are other good movies instead of Shrek. <laughs> and it, and can we watch Shrek? Can we watch all seven of them? Yes. What are they? They're four of them, four right? Four of them, yes. Can we watch them all tonight? Yes. Okay, bet. But uh, she was all, like, well, yeah, like, obviously. And he was, like, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Oh, anytime I'm on Tinder, someone's like, my favorite movie is Pulp Fiction, or like, fucking, like, Qu- Quentin Tarantino, I'm like, no. So they got to go. They got to go. No, thanks. They're hiding out. So, welcome well, to- Do you want the rest of my fries? Sure. Oh. So, welcome to Up at Night. Hello, everyone. With, we're, we're talking. And, yeah, with Grayson and, and Amanda. And I'm eating. Yeah, we're both eating. Yeah, because it's, what happens at 12-18. What have you had so far to eat today? Nothing. Neither have I. <laughs> Almost a brownie. Almost a brownie? Yeah. I showed restraint. <laughs> were you about to eat it and you were like, you know what? No. I was like, no, it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> Same. Straight up. I respect it and I understand it. Oh, fuck. So uh, this week, uh, our trigger warnings, just a little heads up, is going to be murder and domestic violence. So those trigger you and you don't want to listen to the rest of this episode, there are 26 wonderful episodes that have trigger warnings that you can listen to. Did you even do an intro? Was that was that the intro? I don't know. Was it the intro? I don't know. I feel I didn't say what I typically say to the intro, so I feel kind of weird. Well, I tried to start. I know, it. and I didn't pay attention. And it's, it's uh, hey guys, that's it. Oh my god. <laughs> I should Hi guys. Leave. I should leave. I'll head out. I'm also gonna curl my hair. We have a busy day ahead. We really do. We really do, and so I don't want to feel weird all day by not feeling put together. Which is why I'm also... Oh, I never feel put together. <laughs> I'm getting a tattoo today. Well. And I'm afraid. So I feel like I have afraid. to be put together. I thought there was a stranger at my front door. There was not. She was just walking down the street. But I got afraid anyways. That's funny. Are you... Is there anything else you want to say for the introduction? No, nah, dude. Actually, I'm good. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'm going to make sure it's still recording. Where's That's the... Important. Where's the... There. How am I already out of it? Yeah, it's still recording. Okay. Yep, let's do it. So, our case. So, wait, hold on. <laughs> um, so whenever we start recording, or like whenever, what? Happy International Women's Month. Oh yeah, Happy International Women's Month. We should probably include that in the fucking intro because it has to do with the rest of the month. Oh yeah, we're us. gonna do a case of the female. Yeah, female killer for the rest of the month. Female killer, female whatever. No, it doesn't have to be murder, but. So for the next. Let's go ahead and do three weeks, because we accidentally started off on the wrong foot. The next three weeks, we'll all be women. Yeah, we kind of forgot. Yeah, we kind of forgot at the beginning. Um, also, if you follow us on Twitter, at Up at Night Cast. What's our Twitter? Uh, what is it? Uh, is up it? at Night Cast? Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, I'm open a mirror. <laughs> I can see your confused I didn't know what eyes. it was. Yeah, I can see your confused eyes. It's the Vice Urban Decay palette. Oh. Um, I hate it. 
uh, the colors aren't super bright, and I'm like, if I'm gonna get like a sparkly green or like a sparkly orange, I want it to be sparkly. Are the birds not? And it's not, but I, it has a really big ass mirror. Hmm. So if you ever want this palette, let me know. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, whenever we start recording, we always put like a little sneak peek or like a little little clue. Yeah. To the uh, case, usually it's just a joke about it. I don't know, but. Uh, if you saw it, you'll understand its connection to the case, which is about Velma Barfield. Yay. <laughs> A.K.A. the Death Row Granny. I love it so much. I don't know why, but the name Velma is just such like a badass, powerful name to me. I'm going to name myself Vel- Velma. I name my... I hate you. <laughs> okay. So. Have you heard of those parents? What? They're like parents who let their kids decide their own names. Yeah, once they get old enough. Mm, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, my yeah. name would be, like, Stormtrooper or something dumb. Side note, uh, so my parents thought that I was a boy, and they didn't they didn't want to know, like, the gender, so they just thought that I was a boy. So I was either going to be Jacob or Elvis. Elvis? You can choose, You can figure out which one my dad wanted me to be. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, how cute would it have been if I popped out a girl and they were like, oh, let's name her Presley. You told me about this, and I still think it's one of the cutest ideas you've ever had. Right? You should See, just change your name to Presley. My hair is yeah. smoking. Yeah. Smoking hot. <laughs> my dad, my, I'm pretty sure my dad named me because I'm named after Dick Grayson from Batman. Love that. Which seems like a very dude thing to do. But likewise, I'm definitely going to name, if I ever am fortunate enough to have a child and it's a girl, I'm going to name her Harley. Aww. Because. I'm, and also, in How I Met Your Mother, you're Robin. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> Aww. Oh my god, that's so cute. That's such a little kawinkadink. Uh, so, I watch How I Met Your Mother more than the average person really should. She watches uh, How I Met Your Mother like I watch The Office. It's it's an obsession. I was actually watching it whenever Amanda showed up. Um, I've been watching it since 6am whenever I couldn't sleep this morning. Which I really should have gotten ready earlier. I don't know why I'm stressing out right now. But uh, I've been watching it all morning. I watch it every single day. I watch it go to sleep. It's my Bible. And uh, we decided that I'm Robin because I, too, do journalism. And I'm afraid of love, and I drink a lot. So <laughs> those are the characteristics. I also used to be a Canadian pop star. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's unrelated. I uh, I found out that I'm Marshall because mm-hmm. I'm goofy and stupid. and <laughs> I have... Marshall's a fucking lawyer. He's not stupid. Oh, have you seen Marshall, though? <laughs> Outside of the office, he's dumb as fuck. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. You're... Okay. Okay. You're not stupid, though. I'm goofy. Yeah, you're goofy. You're goofy, lovable, and cuddly, like Marshall. Yeah. Oh my god, you are tall. I'm really glad we got off topic that quickly. Full circle. circle. I I mean, it might... It'll get cut. It's fine. Yeah, it'll get cut. Or not. I've been really lazy with my cutting lately. Me. So... To start our case, yes. Velma Barfield, a.k.a. the Death Row Granny. Uh, Velma was born on the 23rd of October in 1932 in North Carolina. She was the oldest girl and second of a large family of nine children. She claimed her father beat and raped her and her sisters, although this was disputed by other relatives. Huh. Uh, her mother, Lillian Bullard, did not intervene. She finally escaped by marrying Thomas Burke in 1949 when she was only 17. Or Oof. maybe she might have been 18, I don't know. The couple had two children and were reportedly happy until Barfield had a hysterectomy, which is the removal of a woman's uterus, 
and developed back pain. These events led to a behavioral change in Barfield and an eventual drug addiction. <gasps> our friend Lori just texted us. We're all getting our nails done around the same time. So uh, the dude that's doing our nails is running late, is running late which is good because so are we. <laughs> so were we. Um, so yeah, she started to, started to have a... She was started to get addicted to prescription drugs, like hardcore. Okay. So, Burke... Oh my god, do you want to hear the funniest story about being addicted to prescription drugs? Uh, sure. Okay, so growing up, my best friend in high school, her name was Megan. Megan, if you're listening to this, I'm totally calling you out. I love you so much. It's okay. Um, so she... I'm pretty sure she got like, her wisdom teeth out, or she had some type of like, jowl surgery. Oh my god, surgery. that's the worst. Well, she got put on oxycodone. Oh. Yeah. So for I, a wisdom teeth? That's why I was like, it was some mouth type of surgery. Because um, mm. it was like, it was in her mouth, and... uh. Yeah, whatever. But she basically just started to take it, like, all the time. And one time she took it and she went crazy in, like, chemistry class and, like, jumped off a table. Me. <laughs> and it's my favorite story to ever tell about her. When, when I got my wisdom teeth out, don't ever hear wisdom teeth out if you don't have to. I only got my, I got all four of mine taken out because they were like, why not? Why not? I had no pain. They were just like, you shouldn't have those. You're 20. And I was like, oh, I don't, sorry. Like, oh my God, I'd be so and, pissed. Yeah, and so I had to get take them out. Take I had to get them taken out. Sorry, I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm wasted. Sorry. Uh, and it was like a couple days later. I had to return my books for school, and my and I asked my sister to drive me because I had taken not only my day meds but also my night meds. And when you stay Ooh. up, when you when you contradict your nighttime meds, no matter what kind of meds they are you you get like a little high from it like yeah. you you're you're going against it so i got real high that time i love that for you so much it's fun oh yeah love that so sorry for that little sidebar you're welcome i just heard it uh, i'm not sorry <laughs> <laughs> don't apologize because i won't <laughs> so uh burke who is barfield's husband there's a lot of b names so I'm, i burke, apologize barfield burt anyone anyone bullard named burt? anyone named burt no. That will excite me. Oh, well. no, excite no, I, me. no, I am no longer excited. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> oh so, my God, I love the Muppets. <laughs> that's Sesame Street. <laughs> that's Sesame Street, God damn it. Oh, well, I still love the Muppets. At least that's you're it. pretty. That change. Oh, pitch. <laughs> so, Bert began to drink after suffering from a head injury caused by a car crash, which led him unable to work. Their small spats then became growing arguments. On April 4th, 1969, uh, this was when Barfield was 37, so this was 20 years after they got married. They were married a long time. Right? Yes. No, 10, 20? Wow. I want you to think about who you're asking for math help right I now. I want you to know I put her ages in there so that I wouldn't get confused with math. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got really and confused. And you still got confused with math. I was like a 37-year-old being alive and they were tw- like, I was like, whoa. Okay. So on April 4th, 1969, uh, she, Barfield was 37. After Burke had passed out, Barfield and the children left the house. And when they returned, they found the structure burned and Burke dead. Oh, man. A few months later, her own home burned down but was insured. In 1970, Barfield married a widower, Jennings Barfield. Huh. Oh, I guess she took... Okay. Jennings Barfield. Less than a year after their marriage, Jen- Jennings died on March 22nd, 1971 from heart complications. Hmm. Hmm. A little bit of a sus here. Mm. So that's so that's two husbands down. Two husbands down. Proud of her. 
1974, when Barfield was 42, Lillian Bullard, Barfield's mother, showed symptoms of intense diarrhea. I don't know why it's so, like, specific. It's so specific. Showed symptoms of intense diarrhea, vomiting, and nausea, only to fully recover a few days later. During the Christmas season of the same year, Bullard experienced the same earlier illness, but died in the hospital a few hours... A few hours later, oh, a few hours after being admitted on December 30th, 1974. Hmm. Something's pretty suspicious here. Don't be suspicious. In 1976, which is two years after her mother died, Velma Barfield became... I don't know why the way you said mother died just is really funny. Mother died. The way your mother died. (laughs) (laughs) Fossils. Fossils? Oh my god, you ever seen that Phineas and Ferb episode? No, they're at the zoo, and the dad gets one of those, like, audio uh, walkthrough tours, and it's just, he loves it so much, because the end goes, fossils, dun dun dun. So he spends, like, the rest of the episode just redoing it, <laughs> just to listen to it. That's me. I cannot wait to go to the zoo. <sighs> me too. I'm so excited. We're going to the zoo tomorrow. <coughs> if y'all don't know, I am obsessed with animals, and I want to work in a zoo when I'm older, so the zoo is my happy place, and I can and will annoy them a thousand I'm so percent. Hey, I'm the one who suggested we go to a zoo. Clearly, I know what I got myself into. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm not going to apologize. I've told you from the beginning what's going to happen. <laughs> Fun fact, this is... Did you know that this... I will do that every fucking wait. animal. I cannot wait. You're welcome. I'm sweating. Because oh, you're hot. <laughs> Just puke. Everywhere. You're like, oh. So, in 1976, Velma Barfield began caring for the elderly, working for Montgomery and Dolly Edwards. So, they're, they're a couple. Okay. Mo- Montgomery and Dolly. Okay. Montgomery fell ill and died on January 29th, 1977. Yeah, I did not see that coming. So, so a year after she started, like, uh, caring for them. A little over a month after the death of her husband, Jolly experienced identical symptoms to that of Bullard, who was Barfield's mother, and died on March 1st. Barfield later confessed to uh, Dolly's death, uh, but I don't think she confessed to Montgomery's death. The following year, Barfield took another caretaker job, this time for 76-year-old Record Lee, which Record is the best name name ever. I'm naming naming my next animal record. (laughs) Okay. Record Lee. nothing else to name. Oh, that's a girl's name. Hell yeah. It's even better. Okay. So she was taking care of 76-year-old Record Lee, who had broken her leg. Oh, baby. On June 4th, 1977, Lee's husband, John Henry, began experiencing racking pains in his stomach and chest, along with vomiting and diarrhea. He died soon afterward, and Barford later confessed to his murder. When he so, also got really bad diarrhea? The mom. Oh. Oh. Mm. Making connections. Oh, my God. Uh, so, so far, the people who are dead are her two husbands. Yes. Her mom. Mm-hmm. Her mom. Her mom. Dolly and Montgomery. Okay. And uh, John Henry, who is record. There we go. Uh, I hate myself. What we miss? Who is record's husband? Yes. Well, my notes aren't up. Wait. Oh, fuck. I accidentally fucked things up. <laughs> it's fine. It's not our podcast. If it's not, it's not an up and night podcast. If there's not, yeah. if I don't ruin, something. I'm just trying to go the whole episode without having to Google something. We've done pretty... I almost had to Google something just then to fix my laptop. <laughs> oh, true. But we didn't. But we didn't. Um, okay. Okay. So, another victim was Roland Stewart Taylor. 
Barfield's boyfriend and a relative of Dolly Edwards. Uh, fearing he had discovered she had been forging te- checks on his account, Barfield mixed an arsenic-based rat poison into his beer and tea. He died. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait. What? He makes his own drink with rat poison and stuff? No, she did. Oh, I thought you said he did. No. I was like, why? So Barfield was uh, forging checks and stuff of all of her victims yeah. and collecting insurance money to buy prescription drugs to like feed her drug problem. That's an interesting way to get drugs. I mean, she needed money. I think it works. I mean, she got away with it for a little bit. Good to know. Uh, so she put, what'd she put? Where am I? Arsenic and rat poisoning. Arsenic-based rat poison into his beer and tea. He died on, oh, sorry. He died on February 3rd, 1978, while she was trying to nurse him back to health. Hmm. And an autopsy found arsenic in Taylor's system. After her arrest, the body of Jennings, which is, uh, Barfield's second husband, was exhumed and found to have traces of arsenic, a murder that Barfield denied having committed, although she subsequently confessed to the murders of Bullard, her mom, Dolly, and John Henry Lee. John Henry was Rickard's husband. Okay. She was tried and convicted only for the murder of Taylor. During the trial, Velma appeared cold and uncaring on the stand and actually gave the district attorney a round of applause when he made his closing... When the district... When the DA gave his closing speech okay that's not good yeah but like what oh, yeah. a power move oh yeah what a power move the the next part kind of goes in and out of the the of post-trial and during the trial so okay. bear with me i didn't feel like reading it all i i i had to cut some out because i was like i feel like it's gonna be really long and i don't want to make it too long but like i also really like facts so <laughs> truth What's that? <laughs> what? I'm a journalist. I would not know. Mm, I would not know. I like to make journalism jokes like that all the time. And some people are like, oh my God. And it's like, no, it's funny. Oh my God, Ronnie. Oh my God, Ronnie. I don't care about your bitch. I don't give a fuck. I just touched this hot iron. Good thing you're getting your nails done. Something like that. So Barfield was imprisoned at Central Prison in Raleigh, I think it's Raleigh, North Carolina, in an area for escape-prone prisoners and mentally ill prisoners, as there was no designated area for women under death sentences at the time, and she was the state's only female death row inmate. Huh. Huh. A death row unit for female inmates in North Carolina was subsequently established at the North Carolina Correctional Institution for Women. During her stay on death row, Barfield became a devout Christian. Her last few years were spent ministering to prisoners, for which she received praise from Billy Graham, who was an American evangelist, a prominent evangelical Christian figure, and an ordained Southern Baptist minister who became well-known internationally in the late 1940s. One of his biographers has placed him among the most influential Christian leaders of the 20th century. Okay, if you're writing a biography for someone, you can't make those claims. True. (laughs) Like... Get someone who's impartial to the situation and not someone who clearly is a fan of the guy. Sorry. Baptist. Southern Baptist. I had to fight. I had to fight. I'm just here. Well, he's dead now, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's probably dead now. You know Uh, what we could do? Oh, we're not looking it up. (laughs) If he was well known in the 40s as an adult, he's he's dead. He's dead. No? How long ago was the 40s? Uh, 80 years ago. Yeah, homeboy dead. Homeboy dead. 
Uh, Barfield's involvement in Christian ministry was extensive to the point that an effort was made to obtain a commutation to life imprisonment. A commutation is a substitution of a lesser penalty for that given after conviction for a crime. Danny the, really did not want to Google stuff. The penalty can be lessened in severity, in duration, or both. <laughs> you really did not want to Google stuff this episode? Well, I don't know. I thought it would be... I, I liked... I oh, yeah, know. no, it is helpful. It's how, I, I always am down for you to describe and, un, like, explain a word. I was just really into this case, I guess. Which I love. I'm here for that shit. So, a second basis for the appeal, for an appeal, was testimony of Dorothy Lewis. See, I went back and forth between the, the trial and whatever. Oh, well. That's okay. Uh, was testimony of Dorothy Lewis, who was a professor of psychiatry at New York University School of Medicine and an authority on violent behavior who claimed that Barfield suffered from disassociative identity disorder. Lewis testified that she had spoken to Barfield's other personality, Billy. Huh. What? Yeah. Who told her that Velma had been a victim of sexual abuse and that he, Billy, had killed her abusers. The judge was unconvinced, and Lewis quoted him saying, One of them did it. I don't care which one. (laughs) (laughs) One of them did it. I don't care about it. Which is the best, and I love that. I think that is possible. Hey, I'd let her go. (laughs) I just think that's funny. Because this is what, the uh, 70s, late 70s, he was like, nah, fuck it. I don't give a shit. When no one really knew what's happening with mental health issues. (laughs) I love that. Well, I think that's, I mean, she was probably lying anyways. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Uh, My mom just texted me and asked if I had any questions about the coronavirus. (laughs) Is your mom a nurse? No. Oh. (laughs) She just wanted to make sure I was okay. There's a petition going around uh, to cancel classes next week for the first couple days because a lot of people are traveling for spring break and they're like, we don't want to... To get the corona. Yeah, we want people to like be able to know if they have it or not before they come back. Yeah, because aren't you supposed to go in like, self-quarantine? Yeah. To- Honestly, that's me every day. <laughs> I was about to explain the coronavirus and then I was like, it let- literally, it was declared a pandemic this morning. Everyone knows about it. True. If you don't know what it is, congratulations. Yeah, you live under a rock. You might have it. Um, <laughs> if you don't know what it is, you definitely yeah. probably have it. Uh, after Barfield's appeal was denied in federal court, she instructed her attorneys to abandon a further appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Barfield was executed by lethal injection on November 2nd, 1984. She was 52 years old. At Central Prison, she released a statement before the execution. I know that everybody has gone through a lot of pain, all the families connected, and I am sorry. And I want to thank everybody who have who has been who have been supporting me all these six years. Barfield chose her last meal, and I wrote in the notes, get ready, it's iconic. Okay, what is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. One bag of Cheetos <laughs> and two eight-ounce glass bottles of Coca-Cola. You mean my meals every single day? Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. Is she just a college student? <laughs> At 52? At 50, hey, there was a dude in my, um, I think it was, uh, like, English literature, uh, 1960s to current, who was 68. Yeah. I don't know why I felt like that was important to say. <laughs> But. I just like how I wrote it in the notes. I was like, get ready, it's iconic. Because it is iconic. Oh my god. It's, there was another report that said it was like cheese doodles, which is even better. <laughs> but I don't remember. Cheese but I think, doodles. I think, I read one th- one thing where it was like, she couldn't bear to have an actual meal, so she just ate that. She couldn't bear? 
Like, she couldn't stomach it. Oh. I don't know. Was she sad? (gasps) She was dying. I continue with my question of what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, she was buried in a small rural North Carolina cemetery near her first husband, Thomas Burke. Uh, the I'll governor. Turn off my hair straightener, just in case anyone heard that noise. I feel bad. It's kind of it's kind of goes back and forth, but the governor of North Carolina, James B. Hunt, declined to grant clemency. Clemency is basically like mercy and leniency because she was so old. No, oh. uh, and was unimpressed by her religious conversion and good behavior on death row. Uh, he he didn't want to lose his, the election and he was like if I if I grant her clemency then like they're gonna see that I'm like soft on crime whatever yeah. he ended up losing it anyways yeah, so it didn't really matter <laughs> fucking sick <laughs> <laughs> oh wait oh wait it is claimed by some that Hunt could not reprieve her without looking soft on crime during the run up to the state elections in 1984 she began to ex- Barfield began to accept her death and instructed her attorney to drop all appeals the day before she was due to be executed saying that she wanted to die with dignity she clearly had a little fear of what lay ahead and is quoted as saying, when I go into that chamber at 2 a.m., it's my gateway to heaven. Damn, how'd she die? How? Yeah. Lethal injection. Mm, okay. She actually got to choose between lethal injection and lethal gas, but she chose injection. injection. Yeah, I probably chose lethal injection. Uh, it's kind of just like uh, getting put under for like a wisdom tooth surgery. I hate wisdom tooth. That was death. All right, another iconic thing. Yes. She dressed in her own pink pajamas for the execution. It was made to wear a diaper. She entered the execution chamber a little before 2 a.m. Uh, there was, like, a lot of specific stuff. About, what? <laughs> she got there early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to be on time. <laughs> That's such, like, a, I get that so much. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't be late. I have to get there 30 minutes early so I know what's happening. Um, there was like a bunch of information about how like the lethal, how the like execution actually went, but I kind of just say this one fact because it was it was interesting. I didn't really know like how it worked. So there were three syringes that were attached to to, uh, IV lines and they were operated by three different volunteers. One of the Eileen's was in fact a dummy, so that none of the three volunteers could be sure if he had actually killed her or not. Which is insane. Because imagine, like, knowing that you killed someone. Well, I know she did, but... Yeah, she knew she killed someone. Yeah, yeah, well... That's uh, crazy. I think lethal... Okay. I have to be really careful with my next words. Uh Uh-oh. I think the act of, like, putting someone to death, like, through death row and stuff, is super interesting. There. It's that's the only word I could think of. I'm interested. Okay, because it's just it's it's just crazy. Like, oh, <laughs> I remember one time I was arguing with my friends because I'm I'm a liberal. In case you couldn't tell by everything, uh, and uh, in case you couldn't tell by her bangs, yeah, you my, can just hear through her voice. <laughs> you can just hear my bangs <laughs> and my septum piercing <laughs> and my multicolored hair. Um, but I was talking to my friend and I was like, yeah, I don't think we should. We don't need guns anymore. Like we don't live in barbarian times. And he was all like, oh, you, he was like, well, I'm also a fan of Death Row. And I was like, yeah. Well, of course you are. Yeah, I was like, so am I. <laughs> what? And he was like, oh, I thought all liberals hated Death Row. And it's like, no. Don't make generalizations yeah. about people based Let's on their political party. about men. What? <laughs> okay, there's a show called Crazy Ass Girlfriend. Favorite show ever. Even, it's up there with High Metro Mother. 
I just don't rewatch it a lot because it's a very heavy show. Mm-hmm. But they have a song called Let's Generalize About Men. Yes. Yeah, sorry. It, correct. Sorry, I don't mean to inter- interrupt you for like the 20th time this episode. I mean, I interrupted you this time. Uh, Barfield was pronounced dead at 2.15 a.m. So she was early to the point where, I mean, I feel like if she got there at 2, it would be like 2 or 3. Yeah, I'd be kind of like, okay. Uh, the execution having gone without any hitches. <gasps> she made yay! it easy for them. Oh, yay. Uh, at 2.25 a.m., her body was whisked away by a waiting ambulance. She had requested that her organs be used for transplant purposes. Oh, that's sweet. This was not possible since her heart had been not beating oh. for 10 minutes and cannot be restarted, although attempts were made by the transplant team. Her corneas and some skin tissue were able to be used. So they, she was dead. And they were like, ah, oh, she's been dead for 10 minutes. Need to re- bring her back to life just to kill her again and make it easier to get her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could be very wrong. I don't know how lethal injection works. I'm assuming she would just be brain dead at that point. But they they waited too long. It sucks your heart. <clears throat> that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess they couldn't. I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. That's the one thing I didn't Google. <laughs> <laughs> it was also in 1984. So I don't know. I don't know what they did back then. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a, a thousand years ago. <laughs> I don't know. That's me doing math. <laughs> <laughs> at least they were able to use her corneas and skin tissue. Oh, yeah. At least like something came out of that. There is something in Grey's Anatomy where this there's a person who it was a murderer who was in solitary for a really long time and he... Tried to kill himself or something. I think he, like, swallowed a razor blade or something. And they took him to the hospital. And he wanted to... He was, like, convincing them to kill him. And another doctor in the hospital had a child patient who needed organs. Mm-hmm. And his his transplant fell through. And so... And the, the murderer was a match. And, uh... And so, like, his, his, his surgeon... Hated him because he's a murderer yeah. and wanted to keep him alive so he could live out the rest of his sentence. Oh, he was on death row. Yeah. He was going to be killed like a week later. He was like, no, you're going to be killed. You're not going to kill. You're not going to die on your own terms. You're going to die, you know, when, yeah. when we tell you to die. But there was another doctor who was like, but the kid needs organs. So, like, I'm just going to fucking kill him. <laughs> I'm just going to murder this guy. Well, because she kind of told him, like, hey, bang your head against the, the back of the thing. The back of the, what is it called? The bed frame. Yeah. And he did it. And she didn't tell his neurosurgeon that he did that and so he had a brain he had a brain bleed the whole time and like was dying and eventually was like hey save me yeah he was like uh what a fucking washy bitch what a wishy-washy bitch no the murderer he banged his head and like she wasn't gonna tell his neurosurgeon yeah and then he was like save me yeah he was like hey save me and like then they found then they told the neurosurgeon and the neurosurgeon saved him He also, like, ate a light bulb or something. Oh, no, that was somebody else. Actually, I don't remember. This show's a trip. Honestly, it is. Um, Barfield then... So this is the last, last little part. Barfield gained notoriety as the death row granny, becoming the first woman to be executed in the U.S. since 1962, and the first since the reinstatement of the death penalty in 1976. And uh, we're starting a new segment called Fun Fucking Fact. I didn't... didn't, (laughs) Fun Fucking Fact! Fact. <laughs> I didn't write it. That is a fun fucking fact. There's a fun fucking fact. Singer songwriter Jonathan Bird is the grandson of Jennings, which is which is Barfield's second husband. Yeah, he's the grandson of Jennings and Jennings' first wife. His song Velma from his Wildflowers album gives a personal account of the murders and investigation. Did I listen to the song? No. no. Did I look up the lyrics? No. 
Should you? Maybe, if if you want to. Look at the lyrics and send it to us. Let us know if it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I also want to look it up. Because we're no longer Googling things Yeah, on this show. I don't want to... Yeah, basically. I think we did a really good job. We, had to, we did. This is a good episode. It, it was, it was it nice. Was. You, you did good. I tried. I'm proud of you. No, so that was... That is the case of Velma Barfield, a.k.a. the Death Row Granny. Not going to lie, whenever you typed in the Death Row Granny, or like whenever they called it that, and I saw it for the first time, I was expecting her to, like, I don't know, like make cookies for Death Row victims. <laughs> Well, I think, well, she probably because, did. Because she was so old, though. Like, I understand. Well, she was old, but she also became a Christian, and she probably was, like, super nice to everyone. Gross. <laughs> I don't trust that shit at all. Baby, did you watch Orange is New Black? No. You, honestly, you so should. It's such a good fucking show, but there's a nun in prison, and, like, nobody fucks with her. Not that she's, like, a badass, or, I mean, she's just, like, a, 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 she's nun. a nun. But they're, like, you know, we don't we don't mess with the sister. Yeah. Like, she just, she just carries on her day. I love that. Okay. I'm here for that shit. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, what's our Twitter again? Oh, our Twitter. Um, it's up at night. Cast. Ah, uh-huh. Cast stands for podcast. Yes. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? What? Once you get to 200 followers on that Twitter account, I'm getting an up at night tattoo on my lip. She will a thousand percent do it. She's going to go get a tattoo today. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really impulsive too. So there's like an 85 percent. Is that your good thing? Make me a tattoo? Oh uh, yeah, I could make a good thing today. Oh, I'm just asking. Yeah, that's a good thing. Oh, but I will give myself the tattoo. Uh, no. Yeah, no, the lip tattoo? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, stick with that. That's not, mm mm. Yeah. I will not allow it. Too bad. It's already okay. done. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull down your lip and it's like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's no. so my good thing is that I'm getting a tattoo today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting um, an Ariana Grande tattoo. Uh, mm. It's um, the words come back down written on my collarbone. I love that. It's very small, very dainty. I'm very excited. I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a, a top today that lets me lets me do that. Don't break my window. Um, What's your good thing? I'm really glad I stayed in town for uh, spring break. Yeah, me too. Because I've, I mean, I spend it with my friends every night, which is great. Yeah. I don't want to be alone. Well, I haven't, I haven't been here, so you haven't been with your friends. Only. We were together oh. Monday night. Yeah, my good thing is uh, I'm really glad that I stayed in town mm-hmm. for the week because I've been able to spend every night with my friends. And uh, you are one of my friends. I don't uh-huh. know if you knew that. Uh-huh. We spent Monday night together. Did you not remember that? I was in town Monday night. Good girl. Oh, wait. Yeah, I was in town. I made you dinner. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was You're fun. welcome, that bitch. Was fun. Thank you. We still have leftovers. Really? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Good times. Good times. Let us know how your spring break's going. Yeah. Do you have the coronavirus? <laughs> you know. Do you have the coronavirus? Are you dying? <laughs> Can we have it? <laughs> Can we have it? Come on. Put some more. Put some more. Don't Put be some shy. More. Put, Put some, some more. more. I think there's nothing funnier to me than the grabby hands. And if you can hear this, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's just so funny. Uh, but yeah, if you have the coronavirus, hit us up. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do, but like, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, we can we'll figure it out. Oh, it but can. but let us know if you have it, if you are. If having, you want it, if you want it, um, if you're having a good spring break, 
Yeah, what are you, are you going anywhere? Are you listening to our podcast every single day because you should? Yeah. Uh, what? Are you listening to episodes you think are funny? Yeah. Because you should. If you're one of our friends listening to it, can you tell me so I actually know that people are like, yeah, no, I think all of our friends suck. Yeah, none of our friends listen (laughs) to it. I have been begging Cody and Andrew to listen to it. And each time that I do, they're like, um, no. (laughs) I'm like, why the fuck not? No. Just like one episode. It's not a bad podcast. I told them not to listen to the first one that I was on. Yeah. Because that one just sucks. Oh, can I, uh, can I make an apology really fast? What? My lovely co-host here never told me that there was just ten seconds of fucking dead air at the beginning of every single episode. No, it was just that one episode! <laughs> it was every single episode. Are you serious? Yes. I didn't even know. Yeah, so, sorry about that. I'm gonna try and figure out what the fuck's happening there. But, actually, this is a good segue. Um, if you, uh, make music, and you feel like making us a jingle... A jingle. A jingle, yeah. We can give you some uh, some audio for it. Like, um, bum, bum, bum. Up <laughs> at night. I can't even take credit for that. That's from... Okay, uh, let, let me reiterate. If you, if you have an audio in mind that you want us to record, we will do it for you. No, it cannot just be that. <laughs> Why can't it? Just bum, bum, bum. Murder. Brothers and Files. Dum, bum, bum. <laughs> working on a new logo yeah well not us <laughs> not us we're waiting on a new logo yeah that's a whole thing yeah yeah hey we're just waiting all i do is i do feel bad because right now it's just my name on a logo oh and it's like no it's, that's us it's now. still your child though oh my god actually a little sneak peek of a logo idea that i had and that i'm trying to get made uh we're making it scooby-doo themed <gasps> yes <laughs> it's, it's fitting with this episode so yeah, Scooby-Doo themed. I love that. I know, me too. I'm really excited about it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got today. Thank you for joining us. Yes, on, on our podcast. No. Thank you for joining us today on Up at Night. Um, and and we, we will see you the next time we can sleep. Bye, guys. We really are rocking that, though. I'm trying. I think we should just make that our entire podcast. Oh, yeah, like 40 minutes of... Um, just a saying that. And in sync. In sync featuring... Uh, fuck. What's his name? It's Jeff Millie Land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just press it a little bit.